Uh-huh. Let's get into it. Welcome to the candy shop. We speaking on things you not. Just press play and let it rock. Hey, welcome to the candy shop. Whoa. Welcome to the candy shop. We speaking on things you not. Just press play and let it rock. Hey, welcome to the candy shop. Oh, feel like we going through mad things. Gotta keep it real when they choose not. We gon' talk about it when the news drop. Welcome to the show where you know we don't fake this. Keep your opinion to yourself if it don't make sense. Hola, Podcast Nation. It's your girl, Candidly Kristen, and this is an Everyday Heroes Candy Shop Spotlight episode where I get to shine a light on ordinary people doing extraordinary things in and for their community. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Yanni Spencer and Rafia Hickson, co-founders of B period, O period, S period, S period, Mentoring Inc., a community-based program in Camden, New Jersey. BOSS is an acronym for Boys of Sustainable Strength, and the mission of this program is to educate and support young men by providing workshops, life skills, and career development through individual and group mentoring. Rafia Hickson is a native of Camden, New Jersey, a licensed clinical social worker, and an active member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, Inc., New Jersey Garden City alumni chapter. She is a strong believer in advocating for youth by connecting them to resources to transition successfully into adulthood. Yanni Spencer is also a Camden, New Jersey native and an active member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, Inc., New Jersey Garden State City, Garden City, I'm sorry, alumni chapter. Yanis is also the owner of YSS Graphic Designs. She loves working with children and helping them become productive young adults within their communities and beyond. Both Yanis and Rafia envision Boss Mentoring, Inc. becoming a well-known program that will enhance the lives of boys not only in the city of Camden, but throughout the state of New Jersey and the world. So welcome, 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 ladies, to the Candid Shop. Hello, thank you for having us. You're so welcome. I really am super excited and honored to shine a spotlight on the both of you and your program. Because I'm a Camden City native myself, I couldn't pass up this opportunity to rep my hometown and the wonderful things that are happening there. So let's just get into it. Tell me how you two met and either one of you can go. But if you could just say who you are so my listeners know who's talking, that'd be awesome. Hi, this is Rafia Hickson. Yanis and I met primarily when we were children, middle school age. Both our parents worked for the Juvenile Justice Commission and we've been childhood friends since. That's pretty much our background story. We kind of met through our parents. Okay. All right. And both of you are Delta Sigma Theta sorority, same chapter. Was that by design, coincidence? This is Yanis. I think it was kind of coincident, not necessarily by design. We both did not attend the same college, but it just so happened that because we're in the same area, that's kind of our local chapter. Okay. All right. So take me back to the infancy of boss mentoring. How did it come to be? Go ahead, Rafia. This is Rafia Hickson. So Yanis came to me with the idea she wanted to start a program for youth. I think primarily, you know, in the future, not saying that it can't happen, she wants to open up a homeless shelter for youth. 
Mm. And we kind of thought about starting with a mentoring program. Um, she bought the idea with me. And of course, I was on board because, you know, working with youth, that's primarily what my experience was in. And, you know, I wanted to give back to the community. We talked about it for a while. We kind of struggled on whether or not we wanted to focus on boys versus girls. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after deep discussion, we decided to go with the boys primarily because within the city, we felt like there were a lot of programs geared towards the girls and not necessarily a lot to promote the growth of, of boys. So okay. thus we developed boss mentoring. Yanis came up with the name. And then from there, we've been going ever since. To, um, 2017, we started. Oh, I was just yes. about to say, when did you launch? 2017. Okay. Yes. yes. All right. So what was your model for the program? It kind of reminds me of Big Brother, but not. I don't think we had a particular model, honestly. We just said, let's figure out how we can develop some type of mentoring program. So we researched, you know, different things in the area and saw where we thought the need was. We originally started in a middle school. That was our first step of trying to gain access to children. And from there, after our first year, we realized that we weren't able to reach as many children as we would like because we were only able to reach the children in that particular school. So then we branched out and we had a location that we were able to start using where we were able to reach children, not only at that one particular school, but throughout the city of Camden and throughout Camden County. Okay. So your target demographic, is it middle schoolers? Like what are the ages of the young men that you work with primarily? So our age range is eight to 18. Okay. Currently we have ages eight to 16 Okay. in our program. Okay. Because your program involves bringing boys and mentors together, did the pandemic affect you at all? And if it did, how did you overcome that part? This is Rafia. Um, so primarily when the pandemic occurred, we kind of figured out how we could keep going. We went virtual for the, for the beginning of the pandemic. And then as you know, as the numbers went down and things kind of got a little bit better, we started meeting in person outside so that okay. it could be safe for everybody. Right. So, you know, I know, unfortunately, for a lot of companies and a lot of programs in general, the pandemic was a hard hit for people. But for us, we just kind of brainstormed how we could keep it going. And, you know, like many of the schools, we went virtual. We were meeting virtual, still doing our program setting, but it was really satisfying and um, rewarding once we were able to get back in person because, you know, kids need that social interaction. Right, so right. we kept going pretty much okay. during the pandemic, nonstop. Now, did you see a difference in, I guess, how the boys were affected by being virtual versus being in person? Like, did it have an impact? Did it Did they fall off of the program model? Did you see any of that? I can say we did have some children that fell off. Not many. I want to say, honestly, maybe two or three. But okay. then we realized that children were just tired of Zoom, which I think right. we all were tired of Zoom yes, um, by that point. So even though they may have been on the Zoom, their participation may have been elsewhere. They may have been playing a game or right. doing other things in the home. So that's why we tried to include that outside model where we can't be in close quarters, but we can be outside and socially distance, you know, once the weather got nicer. 
Right, right. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad that you were able to still provide the services that you do during that tough time. So, Yanis, tell me about the different services and programs that you guys provide through your boss mentoring program. So our primary program is group mentoring, where we all get together on uh, Mondays from 6 to 8 p.m. We meet with our three groups. We have 8 to 11. I'm sorry, 8 to 10 year olds and then 11 to 13 year olds and then 14 to 18 year olds. So we have three particular groups. The children come in. They eat dinner, they get snacked, they nice. get in their particular groups, and then they discuss whatever the topic may be for that day. Or if there's a field trip or activity or whatever that may be on that particular day, they do that. Okay, so you provide um, dinner and snacks. All right. Yes. We also have one-to-one mentoring on an as-needed basis. If a parent feels the need that their child may need one-on-one, um, whatever mentor that they may, I guess, cling to the most or have a better relationship or rapport with, um, that mentor will then whether it's contacting them through the week, staying in touch with the parent, finding out what's going on. Some of our mentors even pick some of the boys up throughout the week, maybe take them to different activities, whether it's a movies or go walk the mall or attend sporting events, just to kind of engage with the child and stay on top of what's going on in their lives. Awesome. Awesome. And Rafia, you were going to say? Primarily, our program is focused around five focus areas. Okay. So those focus areas include physical and mental health awareness, life skills, financial literacy, academic success, and cultural competency. So nice. pretty much, Yanis mentioned those three groups that we have, whatever topic that we're covering, our mentors lead the session based on those topic areas. Okay. And how long is your program? Yeah, so we meet on Mondays from 6 to 8 for two hours. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you find that to be effective with the boys in terms of it being enough time. How did you pick the two-hour sweet spot? I definitely feel like it's been effective. When we did our pilot program within the school setting, it wasn't as consistent. So we were, I think, on a bi- Was it bi-weekly, y'all? I think it was bi-weekly. Yeah, it was bi-weekly. And then once we opened it up to the Camden City and Camden County in general, well, we, we started we to... We still were bi-weekly for, remember? Yeah, we, we were still were bi-weekly. And then the parents and the children requested Request more time. Right. That's when we nice. started going weekly. Well, that means you was doing something right. So speaking of parents, that's a good segue. How involved are the parents of the kids in your program? Our parents are amazing, honestly. I think... We have very supportive parents right now. We have roughly, I think we have close to 35 kids right now. We just added um, a few more within the past few weeks. So we have close to 35 kids right now. And I can say, what, Rafia, 90%, maybe 95% of our parents Mm -hmm. are very, very supportive of our program. They're supportive of what we do. They give us, you know, positive positive and negative, if needed, feedback on what we need to do to, you know, maybe add something or Actually, right now, our parents are requesting another day a week. Um, oh, okay. But we have very, very supportive parents. We have a parent parenting group where the okay. parents meet once a month with different speakers. The last speaker we had spoke on mental health and suicide prevention. We do have different topics that come in, different people that come in and speak to the parents. We also started a parent group chat where the parents are able to talk to, to other parents in the group engage on different activities that are coming up within a city or within a county. So okay, I think we have that's a really awesome. group, of group of parents. 
Listen, anytime a, a parent is asking for more days, that means you guys are really, really doing something right. So, yep. So your mentors, who are they and what does it take to be a boss mentor? This is Rafia. So pretty much how the mentoring process works, all our mentors are volunteer. We have a process that they go through where they fill out an application. First, they fill out a pre-interest form. Then um, once we meet with them, you know, we get pretty much it's like a mentor interview where we get to know who they are, kind of what they want to um, get out of being a volunteer within our program and pretty much getting an idea of what their experience is in general and with youth. Once we do that, they go through the background check. Once they get clearance for that, they have mentor orientation where we go over guidelines, how to effectively work with the youth. And then pretty much is pretty much set selling from there where they're able to, you know, interact with youth. We kind of give them lead way to plan our sessions as long as it's within our five focus areas. So that's pretty much the process of how you sign up to become a mentor within our program. Okay. And Yanis, who, who are these guys? Like what's their educational, professional background, or is it just a range of different guys? It's a range. Some of our mentors work within the educational field or with developmentally disabled people. Some of our mentors, I'm trying to think of looking at our list, work within different city offices. We have a mentor that is a correctional officer. We have, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, most of them are between education, working with those people that may be in different mental disabilities or mental capacities. And then, like I said, the correctional officer. Okay. And this is a question for each of you to answer. What do you see as being the biggest issue that comes through the door from your boys? This is Rafia. I would say it's a variety of things. One... Social interaction, a lot of our kids, um, some of our kids, because of the pandemic, particularly that that eight to 10 range group, mm-hmm. they were they were remote a lot of the times for majority of the pandemic. You know, they're just really going back into an in-school setting. So just really social interaction, social skills and structure. Our program is very structured and a lot of times a lot of kids regress because of the pandemic. So we are able to come in to kind of work on those skills, build that structure so that their kids can be successful, not only within our program, but within other settings as well. Nice. And Yanis, what do you think the biggest, maybe the biggest, but what do you see the majority of in terms of the issues that the young boys in your program come in with? I can say that a lot of the, or I can say some of the boys come into the program just without that sense of a male figure in their homes. A lot of our boys are raised by primarily mothers or females or have sisters in their lives, but Mm -hmm. having that lack of a male or a positive male in their lives, I think our program is able to give them that sense of, hey, I'm a male just like you. I come from, you know, a city similar to you and look where I, look what I accomplished. So them just coming in, being able to see a male that can tell them when they're right, tell them when they're wrong and make sure that they're going in the right direction. I think that plays a big part. Okay. Now, two of the five core components of your group, I kind of wanted to expand on the financial literacy and cultural competency, because I think that's missing across the board in most public and private school education. So talk to me about 
what those two pieces of your program look like? Like, what are you teaching them in terms of financial literacy and especially cultural competency? So for that financial literacy piece, I think it's really essential that kids are able to build those skills early on. Because like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. a lot of times we're not taught that until we are an adult. So we partnered with TD Bank where they came in to do financial literacy lessons, where they talked about creating a savings, managing checkbook. We talked about stocks, those type of things so that they, you know, could get a basic understanding of what it means to be financial competent when it comes to being an adult or just in general, you know, a lot of the times, specifically with our teens, they get to a point where they might get a job. So they need to kind of, you have that mindset where they're able to save for things that they might want that they necessarily can't really depend on their parent for now that they are working. They have the skills to do that. I think that's so important because we send these kids out here and and just suppose they do land a really good job and now they've got all this money with no clue how to manage it. Well, that is definitely true. And then on the cultural competency end, I can say, I think we honed on that a lot within the past two years, specifically after Mm -hmm. the whole George Floyd incident Mm -hmm. and everything that was going on with COVID and being in the house and seeing how, you know, Black lives didn't matter to certain people. I know we did poster boards where the boys had to say, what did, what did that look like to them? What does Black Lives Matter look like to them? And we had them, they had to represent it in different lights, whether it was a sign or them explaining what it meant. But I think with that, we're able to just have them gain confidence in who they are. We have a few children right now that are struggling because they're being bullied in school by people that don't look like them. So just telling them the importance of being who you are, being confident in your skin, being able to walk with your head high and not let, you know, anyone around you tell you that you're not good because of the color of your skin or because of who you are. And our mentors are very, very strict when it comes to Black history and being African-American or being, you know, even Black and Brown Latinos, just being comfortable in who you are. One thing I want to add to that, last mentoring year, and you know, like Yamis mentioned, you know, with the George Floyd, it, it's always been an issue, but yeah. I think with the George, when that George Floyd incident happened, it, it definitely shined light to not only the U.S., but the world. So we had a lawyer actually come in to talk about safe interaction with the police, mm-hmm. which is, nice. I think it's very key because... Honestly, we're we're not taught those things. And those are definitely tough conversations to have with your child. So we did have a session strictly on safe interaction with the police. What are your rights? What you should right. and should not do. Right. Oh, that's awesome. That, right. ooh, that piece is amazing because we have conversations with our boys. I'm a mother to a, a son and just trying to tell him how to interact with the police and what they can and can't do, what your rights are. It's important, super important. So I appreciate y'all for that. And did you want to add something, Yanis? Um, no, that was all. Okay. So my next question to you guys is, what is on the horizon for Boss Mentoring? Like, do you guys have any events planned? I, I think we're coming to the end of this pandemic and the world is going to open up again. So what do you guys have like in the pipeline or for growth of the program? Our goals are endless. We can talk about this for the rest of the day. Um, yeah, I mean, we have big goals, some that we don't want to put out into the atmosphere yet. Got it, um, got but, it. But the main goal is just to grow, to become better at what we do, to be able to service the boys and the youth that we 
service and not only the boys i know i've been talking with rafael over the past few days like i think we're going to really be working with parents as okay. well just being able to be that supportive backbone that they need to be able to raise the boys into what they want to raise them you know how they would like to raise them to be but just grow our program i mean i think that's that's the number one goal growing okay, our program and rafael yeah, we're we're definitely, you know, looking to expand, reach more kids. And also, like Yanis mentioned, that parent aspect is very key. Just giving parents the tools to effectively communicate with their child, address any issues that, you know, may have required those tough conversations. So mm-hmm. equipping them with those skills, in a sense. And really, I see in the future, boss mentoring not just us serving you, but being like a wraparound space for the whole family in general. We're always looking for more mentors. So if you are interested in mentoring, you can visit our website at bossmentoring.org or email us at info at bossmentoring.org. So we're always looking for more positive males to work with our youth. Even collaborations, you know, there are a lot of nonprofits, a lot of people mm-hmm. within Camden City and Camden County in general doing great work. So any way that we could, um, you know, not recreate the will in a sense. If you have a service mm-hmm. that you feel like you can offer to our parents and youth, we're always open to that as well. Awesome. Awesome. Now, any plans for Boss Mentoring to extend to other counties? Because I'm in Burlington County and I... I actually have somebody that I want to link you guys up with from this county that's doing some similar work. But I'll talk to you about that after the interview. But any plans on expansion? And if you don't want to put it out in the atmosphere yet, that's fine. But Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) yeah, I think expand. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say currently we do have kids that are in other counties. We have some kids that come from Gloucester County and Brotherton County that do come to our program, but we definitely would love to expand. But again, it's all based off of the mentors that we have. We just want to make sure that we have the correct amount of mentors to be able to properly service the youth that we're servicing. So, but we definitely would love to expand. Nice, nice, nice. And Rafia, you took my last question from me because it was going to be to tell my listeners how they can connect with you and your program to use your services or to be a mentor. But if you could just tell them again. And guys, if you're listening to this, remember this is a nonprofit. Even if you can't be a mentor or be physically involved in the program, you can always donate your your money or resources, whatever you have to the program. So either one of you can just one more time give my listeners how they can connect with you. Yes. So if you are interested in becoming a mentor or even a volunteer doing some type of activity with our youth, you can visit our website at bossmentoring.org or you can email us at info at bossmentoring.org. We are on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Boss Mentoring New Jersey. And, you know, we are a nonprofit organization. So if you are willing to donate, you can visit our website to do so as well. Yes. I just want to make one correction. Our social media platforms is Boss Mentoring NJ. So oh, again, it. all of our social media is Boss Mentoring NJ. Okay. Awesome. 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 And all of that, when this show goes out to the world, will be with clickable links in the show notes. So 
if somebody is listening and they didn't write it down and didn't catch it, it will be in the show notes as well as all the information that I can fit in there about your program. So listen, I thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to chat with me. I'm like super excited about your program. I know that it has the potential to be not just statewide, but worldwide because it's an awesome program and boys need it. Like they really do. There's, there's a lot of stuff out here for girls. Oh, speaking of girls, is there ever a time when you can see uh, a replication of this program for young girls? <laughs> and it's funny. So for me, and I and I wanted girls to begin with, but for me, I honestly, personally, would say no. I I like the boys. Like, okay, I'm I'm okay with not doing girls. There okay. are girl programs that we typically refer our parents to that is doing similar work. But for me, I would honestly say no. What about you, Rafia? I mean, if it comes to the point where it's a need, most definitely. But you you know, when creating programs, you kind of got to look for what's the need for the community. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there are already resources for the girls. So like Yanis mentioned, we typically just refer to those programs that we have developed partnerships with. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, again, I appreciate you ladies sitting down with me today. This has been an amazing conversation and I just thank you all so much. So in wrapping this up, Marion Wright Edelman says, service is the rent we pay for being. It is the very purpose of life and not something you do in your spare time. And you two ladies and your boss mentoring program are literally the embodiment of that quote. So I thank you for every young boy out there who may be reached by your program in your community and beyond. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing your program with me and my listeners. Thank you again for having us. Oh, you're so, so welcome. All right, guys, that's a wrap on this Everyday Heroes Candid Spotlight. Again, all of Boss Mentoring Inc.'s contact info will be in the show notes. So if anybody needs or wants to reach out, please do. Donate, even if you don't need the services, send them something to support because it's an amazing program. And if you or someone you know or an organization you know is doing extraordinary things in their community, send me their info so I can shine a spotlight on their program as well. So as I say at the end of every episode, guys, I want you to keep it safe, keep it healthy, and keep it candid. <laughs>